Yes, praise be to God. I hope you're safe. I hope the Lord has kept you safe and sound. This is a day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and we shall be glad in it. Thank you for joining us for our study of the Bible. Here we study the Bible and we aim to study from the book of Genesis to Revelation. By the grace of God, we have done 25 books of the Bible. If you've not been able to listen to the podcast we've done straight from the book of Genesis, you can find them on all podcast platforms, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, Teacher, Deezer, Podbin as well. You'll be able to find all the teachings that we have done. And I believe the Lord shall speak to you even as we study together. And uh, there's no limitation to revelation. God reveals his word to every single person who shows need, to every single person who wants God to speak to them. He will speak to you through his word. He has given you the Holy Spirit who lives within you. And indeed, he will speak to you. Now, we started our book of Ezekiel. We've done five chapters. And today, I want us to continue with chapter six. And starts by saying, And the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, set your face toward the mountains of Israel, and prophesy against them, and say, Mountain of Israel, listen to the words of the Lord God. Now, we've already seen Ezekiel having what you would call interesting visions and uh, descriptions that may not make sense to many. Yeah, and I believe even to himself, some of the things he was seeing, he would not understand. Now, for this case, is being told to speak to an object, to speak to a mountain. Yeah. Speaking to mountains of Israel, and says, Thus says the Lord God to the mountains, the hills, the ravines, the valleys, Behold, I am myself, I'm doing, I'm going to bring a sword on you, and I will destroy your high places. Remember, these are places mostly where they would put their gods on high hills, on sometimes in the valleys, yeah, they would put their places there, the high places located on high. Pl- uh, high mountains, yeah, for them to go and worship there. That's where they were used to worship. And judgment is coming against these places. So your altar will become desolate, and your incense altars will be smashed, and I'll make your slain fall in front of your idols. Yeah, those which they set before you, those that are slain shall fall right in front of them. That's what God is saying. And I'll also lay the dead bodies of the sons of Israel, in front of their idols, and I will scatter your bones around your altars. There will be no barrier. And to them in their culture, that is something that is very key, barrier, for a body to be buried. We saw even for Jesus after being crucified on the cross that his body is buried. It was key to be buried. Yeah? But for them, he says, he will get their bodies Throw them in front of the idols and you will scatter the bones around the altars. They will be there. There won't be anything uh, that gives uh, peace to them as far as burials are concerned to even their loved ones. In all your dwellings, cities will become waste and the high places will be desolate. That your altars may become waste and desolate. Your idols may be broken and brought to an end. Your incense altars may be cut down and your works may be blotted out. It's clear that it is total destruction. 
total humiliation. Everything that they've tried to do is coming to an end. When you get out and serve other gods, you are letting yourself enter a state of judgment. You're entering a state where nothing shall remain that will speak of you. History will not remember you. And all if it is remembered, then it is for the negative, for the wrong. That's not good. That's not a good way to be remembered. These people are being told, in all your dwellings, wherever you go, even if you enter a city, it will lose shape. You know, some people carry with them judgment, and or you might call it a curse that everywhere they go, places just go wrong. When they enter a business, it crumbles. When they enter a church, it goes down. And everything around them is totally judgment. And that's what they are talking about, what will be of his people. Of Israel, the slain will fall among you, and you will know that I am the Lord. However, I will leave a remnant, for you will have those who escaped the sword among the nations when you are scattered among the countries. And he says, then those of you who will escape will remember me among the nations to which they will be carried captive. How I have been hurt by their adulterous hearts, which turned away from me, and by their eyes, which played the harlot after their idols, and they will loathe themselves in their own sight for the evils which they have committed for all their abominations. Of course, this we saw, it came to pass that when they are taken into captivity, they remember the Lord and say, we did wrong. Of course, after judgment has come, sometimes people get back to their senses and remember that, hey, there was a God who loved us. There was a God who cared for us. There was a God who had good plans for us. Why did we hurt him? Why did we decide to walk in our ways? That's the same thing that goes for Israel as well as Ezekiel tells us. And we've seen it in the word that when they get out into captivity, they eventually regret. They eventually come back to their senses and remember about God and start even to cry to him. And he says, then they will know that I am the Lord. I have not said in vain that I would inflict this disaster on them. Thus says the Lord, God, clap your hand, stamp your foot and say, alas, because of all the evil abominations of the house of Israel, which will fall by sword, famine and plague. Remember, that's what he told him. He who is far off will die by the plague. And he who is near will fall by the sword. And he who remains is and is besieged will die by the famine. This is it. Those who have gone far off, a plague will find you there. This judgment was very bad. It was very intense. Because it didn't matter how far you've gone, a plague would find you. And for those who stand near, they will fall by the sword because they will be in a place of war. Yeah? And those who remain... And the besieged will die by famine because there will be nothing to eat. And we saw that coming upon those who remained in Judah, in Jerusalem. Thus I will spend my wrath on them. Then you will know that I am the Lord. When their slain are among their idols around their altars on every hill and on all the tops of the mountains, under every green tree and under every leafy oak, the places where they offered soothing aroma to all their idols. So throughout all their habitations, I will stretch out my hand against them and make the land more desolate and waste 
than the wilderness toward Dibla. Thus they will know that I am the Lord. Judgment is coming to them. And he says it's even going to be in the face of the images they used to worship. Those that you felt are your source of hope. In front of those, God brings you down. That's what he does for them. In front of those idols that they worshipped, that is where their bones are scattered. To show you that these could not help you. It is I who would help you. Chapter 7. Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me, saying, And you, you, and you son of man, thus says the Lord God to the land of Israel. An end. And he stops there and says, The end is coming on all the four corners of the land. Now the end is upon you, and I will send my anger against you. I will judge you according to your ways and bring all your abominations upon you. The detestable things you've done, he says. I'll bring them upon you. Serving other idols, I'll bring it upon you. The sacrifice of children, I'll bring it upon you. The theft, the bribery, yeah? Not considering the poor, I'll bring it upon you. He says, I'll put judgment upon you. For my eye will have no pity on you. Nor will I spare you, but I'll bring upon, I'll bring your ways upon you, the things you've done, and your abominations will be among you. Then you'll know that I am the Lord. Thus says the Lord God. A disaster. And he says, a unique disaster. Behold, it is coming. An end is coming. The end has come. Now, of course, you have to understand here, what are they talking about? They're talking about Israel. They're talking about their end. Yeah? And he says, it has awakened against you. Behold, it has come. Your doom has come to you, O inhabitant of the land. The time has come. The day is near. Tumult rather than joyful singing on the mountains. There where you used to worship. It's now sorrow it's not joy nor will i nor i will now i will shortly pour out my wrath on you and spend my anger against you judge you according to your ways and bring on you all your abomination he's judging them according to what they have done it is the things that we are done we have done that judgment comes you are not judged over things you've not done but the things which you do, to them judgment comes. When you do good, then good news to you. When you do bad, then terrible news. And this is what he's telling them that is going to come upon them according to their ways. Behold the day, behold it is coming. Your doom has gone forth. The road has budded. Arrogance has blossomed. Violence has grown into a road of wickedness. None of them shall remain, none of their people, none of their wealth, nor anything eminent upon among them. When judgment comes to you, to a nation, everything disappears. A nation that was so rich and wealthy is broke. There is nothing left. And we've seen that of empires, even world powers. Yeah, even when you go back to history, even in years before Christ, you look at empires that were wealthy and right now are no more. Why? Wickedness, abomination toward God. And it's clear even in our lives. 
that when you walk far from God, when you leave God, when you ignore God, when you enter into a life of wickedness, you do not have that blessing with you. Wealth is gone. Your people are gone. Everything you held dear disappears. That's what he tells them here. The time has come, the day has arrived. Let not the buyer rejoice, nor the seller mourn, for wrath is against all their multitude. This will not spare practically. That is the meaning of this. Everyone shall lack. Yeah, Indeed, the seller will not regain what he sold as long as they both live. For the vision regarding all their multitude will not be averted, nor will any of them maintain his life by his iniquity. You know, sometimes we think that because it is a tough world, then we have to practice iniquity to survive, practice wickedness to survive, enter prostitution to survive. Even that, he tells them, shall not maintain your life. Theft to survive, even that shall not maintain your life. Just like he speaks to them, it applies to us even. That things of evil do not maintain your life, but rather kill your life. Survival by cheating. Survival by promiscuity. It does not maintain your life. It kills it. They have blown the trumpet. And made everything ready. But no one is going to the battle. For my wrath is against all their multitude. The sword is outside. And the plague and the famine are within. So, when you go out, you'll die. And when you stay in, you'll still die. That's what much judgment has come upon this nation of the Lord. The Lord, the sword is outside. The plague is within. He who is, with, who is in the field will die by the sword. Famine and plague will also consume those in the city. Even when their survivors escape, they'll be on mountains like doves on the, of the valleys. All of them mourning, each over his own iniquity. All hands will hang limp and all knees will become like water. They'll guard themselves with sackcloth and shuddering will overwhelm them. And shame will be on all faces and boldness on all their heads. They will fling their silver into the streets and their gold will become an abhorrent thing. Their silver and their gold will not be able to deliver them in the day of the wrath of the Lord. Even if you have so much money that day, it will not save you. That's what he's saying. And that comes to us too. All the silver all the gold, we wake up every morning and go out to make money, to look for it. Sometimes we do all mischievous things. We do all things that hurt others to make money. But in the day of the Lord, that which you've gained shall not save you. It's clear what God is speaking to them and telling them. And it applies even to us today to know that how you treat others because you want to make wealth, be very careful. Because when that day comes, you will not be saved. You will be judged by your ways. The gold and silver will not help you. You cannot bribe God. They cannot satisfy their appetite, nor can they fill their stomachs. For their iniquity has become an occasion of stumbling 
And this is what God tells them. They transformed the beauty of his ornaments into pride, and they made the images of their abominations and their detestable things with it. Therefore, I will make it an abhorrent thing to them. I will give it into the hands of the foreigners as plunder, and to the wicked of the earth as spoil, and they will profane it. I will also turn my face from them, and they will profane my secret place. Then robbers will enter and profane it. Make the chain, for the land is full of bloody crimes, and the city is full of violence. Therefore, I will bring the worst also, he says, of nations, and they will possess their houses. I will also make the pride of the strong one cease, and their holy places will be profaned. When the anguish comes, they will seek peace, but there will be none. Disaster will come upon disaster, and rumor will be added to rumor. Then they will seek a vision from a prophet, but the law will be lost from the priest, the council, from the elders. The king will mourn, the prince will be clothed with honor, with horror, and the hands of people will be will tremble. According to their conduct, I will deal with them, and by their judgments I will judge them, and they will know that I am the Lord. This judgment that is coming upon the people of Israel, that God is speaking over them, it's terrible. They will not recognize themselves as a nation anymore. That's what he's practically saying, that disaster shall come upon you. Even when you have a prophet, even when you have a priest, they will try to seek through the law and they will find nothing. They will try to read and they will find nothing because judgment has come. When God has left you everything else that you had, everything that made meaning to you is lost. Your senses are lost. Your wealth is lost. Your people, even your leaders, get lost. And sometimes we are wondering, what has happened to us that even those who lead us have fallen and gone astray? It's judgment. May God help us. May we have the masses of the Lord upon us. May we not suffer this judgment that comes. The people of Israel were so loved by God. He cared much about them. He called them his own. He picked them from a land of captivity. Led them through a wilderness. Gave them the land that is called a land that flows with milk and honey. And when they reached there, they decided to do other things. He warned them. He sent them messages. He sent them prophets. He spoke to them and told them, change, listen to me, don't follow other nations. Listen to me. I have given you a code of conduct. Follow it. But the people of Israel didn't, and they ended in captivity, and thus disaster upon them. God has saved us. God has saved you and me. He has picked us from a land of captivity, brought us into this realm of salvation, and he has a code of conduct he requires of us. He has his constitution. He has his word that he tells us, read and listen and do as I tell you in my word and live like this because this is how I want you to live. And when we do not do that, we expose ourselves to a life of judgment. And when disaster comes, because it's coming, a day is coming and we read it in the word, where all this that you see, 
shall melt away. And we shall have to stand to account for our ways, for the life you have lived. And you will have to account for everything that you have done. What would your account be like? Will you be in panic? Or you will be confident that I have served God, I have lived for him, I have done that which is right. And there won't be disaster upon me. That is a prayer for each and every one of us. That when that day comes, we stand before God and we have a good report to give. Disaster is what Judah had to give. Disaster is what Israel had to get. And eventually, they stand a life of destruction. May God help us to always listen to him that we run away from judgment. May we pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you, mighty Father, for your direction. And we pray that you help us stand for you at all times. May we do those things which give honor to you. And may we represent you all the time. Help us walk a walk of salvation. Help us do the right thing. And help us be people who honor your name at all times. We exalt you and we give you glory and honor. In Jesus' mighty name we pray.